Welcome to the 242nd, a podcast. And good morning. It's February 1st, 2022. It is a Tuesday. And guess what? You're getting this fresh today. That's the way I do it. I do it quickly. I put it out there and yeah, if it's shit, it's shit. I'm not a paid professional. Spotify is not paying me $100 million for my opinions. And nobody is quitting asking their music to be pulled because of me. Even if I give bad movie reviews, nobody just seems to care. I think I've got a, an I, a average of nine listeners, so thank all nine of you. Even though nobody has written me yet, it is still the 242nd at Outlook. Where's it? Gmail. Hold on. Let me look at that. Maybe I've been given false info. Let me pull up my email. It is the 242nd at Outlook.com. Okay. And of course, if you have anything for the Brew Pill, which is the YouTube channel, that is the Brew Pill 101 at Gmail.com. But either way, if you send me questions, if you want to talk about movies, if you have suggestions, always hit me up. I like to hear about life. It's been an interesting month. Just celebrated my son turning nine near the end of January. It's it's awesome being a dad. It's I couldn't imagine having more than one child because it's it's emotionally draining. It's physically draining. Plus working, being married, you know. So hopefully you're out there if you're in that situation. Married, children, not married, children. You know how it you know how it feels anyway. Hope you have been going good. Um, of course, the world is in the same position. We are still dealing with a pandemic. Um, of course, going through the Omicron variant right now. Um, if you have dealt with it, hopefully it's gotten through quickly for you. I myself, our family dealt with a Delta, which was awful. The Delta variant. Um... But no matter how you get it, if you get it, it's awful. Some people are lucky and they're asymptomatic. My son was. He had a fever for about an hour. And that was about it. Um, but hopefully you're good out there listening to whatever podcast you listen to. Thank you for listening to mine. Going through a couple of movies as I sit here. I started the month off with Red Notice, which is a Netflix original starring The Rock, Ryan Reynolds, Gal Gadot. Um, it was better than a lot. Of, some people didn't like it. I didn't have a problem with it. Um, you can tell, you know, The Rock is just The Rock in this. He's not trying to be anybody else. Ryan Reynolds is just, you know, Deadpool, basically. Um, I don't think there's any other major names in there, but there's a, it's a, it's a decent cast. Um, I liked it. I can see where they're going to, they can make a part two with it by the time you get to the end. Um, it is how, how long is it? Tony said it was over two hours, an hour 58. Yeah. But it's, it's got a nice little twist on it um, by the time it gets to the end. 
Um, it's interesting. It's enough to keep your, you know, Netflix doesn't do too bad of a job of making movies and uh, big name stars like this is kind of cool. Um, I guess that's the new streaming thing is to try to get a couple of movies year round and build up each their brand, as you'll see as I go through this month. Of course, just before Christmas, The Book of Boba Fett dropped on Disney+. Plus. Of course, um, Boba still being played by Tamara Morrison. You've got uh, Ming-Na Wen playing Fennec Shand. Um... Pedro Pascal comes over from the Mandalorian um, for a little bit. This, if you haven't seen it, episode six, I think. Um, you have a new um, badass Wookiee that is brought into the fold. Black Kirstan. You have uh, a couple of the Fets, his cousins, I think, because it, it basically is fitting in between the end of Return of the Jedi where everyone thinks Boba Fett is dead. And if you saw The Mandalorian in season one or two, they brought him over there. And this is basically showing what happened after that. And then, you know, it's it's fitting in the whole timeline and fitting into the Mandalorian universe. Um, even Phil Lamar is in here. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Uh, it's been directed by... Robert Rodriguez, John Favreau has been in, involved. I think uh, Bryce Dallas Howard just did an episode. I like it. Some people call it boring, but you know you're not going to have action in every single episode. Some of it you got to tell the story, and it's interesting because like one episode will be thirty minutes, one episode will be an hour, one episode will be forty minutes, one episode will be thirty minutes. You know, it varies, and that that's kind of the way um, I think streaming is doing. And I, I, I'm a, I'm very much like other people. I don't like a whole season dr- dropping at once because then you're playing catch-up. I like the weekly because like, that's what me and my son like to do on Wednesdays is I'll get off of work, pick him up, come home after he finishes his homework, and we watch Book of Boba Fett. This week, uh, we didn't get to watch it until Monday, but that's okay. It still gives us something to do. You know, he's really become involved in the Star Wars universe. And I think that's pretty cool, you know. Um, going through, always trying to find new stuff for him to watch since his age. You know, he was eight, now he's turned nine. Um, on Netflix, my wife had found this movie called Back to the Outback. It's a cartoon, 2021. Um, it's interesting. It's got Eric Bana in it. Tim Minchin. Um, Guy Pierce. It's uh, Keith Urban's got a little piece. Of, it's very Australian. Kylie Minogue, Wayne Knight. Um, it's a it's a it's a movie for you know kids tired of being locked in a reptile house where humans gawk at them like they're monsters. A ragtag a ragtag group of Australia's deadliest creatures plot a daring escape from their zoo to the outback, a place where they'll fit in without being judged for their scales and fangs. Leading the group is Maddie, a poisonous snake with a heart of gold who bands together with a self-assured thorny devil lizard, Zoe, a lovelorn hairy spider, Frank, and a sensitive scorpion, Nigel. But when their nemesis pretty boy, who's a koala, 
acute but obnoxious Koalix unexpectedly joins their escape. Maddie and the gang have no choice but to take him with them. So it begins a hair-raising and hilarious trip across Australia as they are pursued by a zookeeper, Chaz, and his adventure-seeking son. Um, it's funny for kids, you know, if you've got kids under the age of 12, um, they'll like it. it it's, a, it's very much a kid movie. Um, it has some adult, you know, that, that's like the new thing. A lot of even kids' movies, they, they have uh, adult jokes fitting in there. And so my son very much enjoyed it. Of course, he likes hearing accents, which is always cool. So you have a lot of Australian people. Um, finally on Disney, sometime the end of the year into January, Encanto came. You know, it had been in the movie theaters. It is, um, of course, a lot of the songs are done by Lin-Manuel Miranda, I believe. Um, yeah, compo- he composed it, yeah. And it, it's it's a musical, of course, being Disney. Um, you've got John Leguizamo. I didn't even know that was John Leguizamo. See, that's... Uh, sometimes, Will, uh, I know, Wilmer Valderrama was in it. It's hard for me in animated movies to always pull people out. Um, Alan Chittick, I did not know he was in it. Um... Encanto tells the tale of an extraordinary family, the Madrigals, who live hidden in the mountains of Colombia in a magical house in a vibrant town, in a wondrous, charmed place called an Encanto. The magic of the Encanto has blessed every child in the family with a unique gift from super strength with the power to heal every child, except one, Mirabelle. But when she discovers that the magic surrounding the Encanto is in danger, Mirabelle decides that she, the only ordinary Madrigal, might just be her exceptional family's last hope. It's a unique story. Um, I like the music. Some people, um, you know, if you've heard Lin-Manuel Miranda a lot, you can tell it's his style. Um, he's He's got quite a few uh, musical movies under his belt now. He's not directing this. Um, I still want to go over to Netflix and see Tick, Tick, Boom. But that's another story. I like this. Um, it was a cute movie. And we're not going to talk about Bruno, but I'd recommend, you know, if you got kids and a lot of people do and you musical, then, you know, like Frozen came out when Frozen did and your family's just going around singing the songs. Next up was another one um, we found over on Netflix called Seal Team. It's a 2021 um, movie, uh, young, you know, TVY7, which I think young seven-year-olds are, are about. It's got, like, J.K. Simmons, Dolph Lundgren, Charlito Copley, um, Patrick Warburton, Matthew Rise, Seal. That's a, that's a funny thing, is Seal plays a character named Seal Seal, and it's hilarious. Um, after his best friend is killed in a shark attack, Quinn, a lovable yet tenacious seal, assembles a seal team to fight back against a gang of sharks overtaking in the neighborhood. But this merry band of international seals are not at all trained for such mission. They seek the help of a much more skillful combatant, Claggart. But even his tricks and flips can't whip these guys into shape. However, with a little bit of ingenuity, intelligence, and a lot of a heart, our SEAL team may actually be able to bring peace back to their undersea community. 
like I said, it's a cute movie. It's a kid's movie under the age of 12, probably will really enjoy this and laugh. Um, as adults, you'll have a couple of moments. Um, Dolph Lundgren playing a dolphin named Dolph is pretty funny as well. Um, if you have, it's an hour and a half, I think hour 41, put it on for your kids. You'll catch it. You'll laugh a little bit. Um, just started another series over on Apple TV. Apple has got a pretty good lineup and, um, we're just getting rid of our direct TV so we can just go all streaming. And we've got Apple. Uh, I started, I started for all mankind, which is pretty interesting because, uh, it's main stars Joel Kinnaman. Um, I've only done one episode. I've enjoyed it so far. It's um, basically in an alternate version of 1969. The the world, the United States, watch in shock as the so you think it's you think it's um, the Americans landing on the moon, and then you come to find out it's the Soviets. And so how that changes everything is just known. It, and it's pretty it's pretty interesting. It's kind of like the man in High Castle that Amazon had. With the alternate, re, you know, alternate reality of what if the Germans won World War II, and this is what if the Soviets won the space race. Um, there are a couple series over there. Uh, my wife on Apple TV, that is, she likes walk. She watched uh, Dickinson, which is about Emily Dickinson. I caught some episodes. It's pretty interesting. I might have to go back and watch them. Um, about the uh, poet Emily Dickinson, but they don't, the verbiage they use is like nowadays, even though everything physically looks like back then, they talk like we talk nowadays. It's kind of unique that way. And also one she's got into is one called trying, which is a British comedy where two parent, two people who are dating and they've decided they don't want to get married and they can't, they've tried to have kids, tried to have kids and they can't. So they're trying to adopt, um, it's pretty, it's pretty funny and all the issues they have to deal with with their families and trying to adopt. Um, so those are two other things to try. Apple TV, like as it has a good lineup. They're all unique and they're getting some good name stars. Um, next up, finally, um, we got to see Spider-Man No Way Home. Now I'm not going to try to give any spoilers. It's a two and a half hour movie. You've seen the previews. About, you know, it catches on right after the last Spider-Man. And the world knows that he, Peter Parker, is Spider-Man. And so he goes to Doctor Strange to get help. And of course, we've seen that in the previews. Of course, you got Tom Holland, Zandaya, Benedict Cumberpatch, um, John Favreau, Jamie Foxx, Willem Dafoe, Alfred Molina, Benedict Wong, Marissa Tomei. Um, I don't know if I should spoil and tell you, you probably heard by now, but you, you all know that the bad guys come looking for Peter Parker and they're from the other, other universes. Um, so it ties everything up in a nice little bow, especially if you enjoy the into the spider verse movie, which my son loves. He said, this is the only movie cause I've been going through the Spider-Man movies with him. The only one we didn't get to see is the last one with elect. The last amazing Spider-Man with Garfield, Electro. Um, and because I don't own it. And of course, it's not in a streaming service because Sony likes to be a pain in the butt. 
and I haven't picked it up on DVD, but I really liked it. Um, I mean, I don't think, I don't think anybody has not liked it. Um, this ties everything up. Like I said, like the spider verse, it's got a lot of, um, tying bows up for universes and showing you a lot more who Peter, this is the best Tom Holland, Spider-Man film bar none. Um, probably out of all of them, but it also makes you love, like I said, we went through the other universes of Spider-Man with Toby and with Andrew and it, it always makes us miss it. Um, because I didn't get to finish up some stuff over there. I'm not going to give out too much. This isn't out on DVD yet. If you haven't seen it, go see it, plan to see it. If you enjoy Spider-Man, you're not going to be disappointed. Um, Back to Apple TV. There's an animated movie over there called Wolf Walkers. Now, Wolf Walkers is about... In a time of superstition and magic, when wolves are seen as demonic and nature and evil to be tamed, a young apprentice hunter, Robin, becomes to Ireland with her father to wipe out the last pack of wolves. But when Robin saves a wild native girl, Meb, their friendship leads her to discover the world of the wolf walkers. Um, takes place around 1650, is what it says. Um, that's pretty interesting because you've got the people hunting the wolves and the village that lives in there. You know, back in this time frame, it's got the only noticeable voice I I, I knew was Simon Sean Bean. Um, the animation is very unique. It's very pretty. It's very gorgeous. I like animated stuff that goes in different directions. I mean, I think that's why a lot of people loved Into the Spider Verse too. Is not besides the beautiful story, but the art, the animation is a little bit different. And I can't wait for Into the Spider Verse too. Um. But Wolf Walkers, Apple TV, definitely worth it. You can watch kids and adults on it. It's not terribly kid-friendly, but it's not too adulty. It's right there. Um, teenagers will like it. Going back up, I'm so going across all the steam, streaming pre- platforms here. Back to Netflix. Um, of course, they dropped, I guess it was at the end of the year, Don't Look Up. It's a two over two-hour movie. Um, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Meryl Streep, Kate Blanchett, Jonah Hill, Rob Morgan, Mark Rylance, Tyler Perry, Timothy Chalet, Ron Perlman, Ariana Grande, Kid Cudi, Himish Patel, Michael Chiklis, um, Paul Guilfoyle. It's got a cast. Adam McKay wrote it. Adam McKay directed it. He, you know, he, he did the Joker, and then he came back to the satire, which he's he's known for. If you don't know what Don't Look Up is about, um, Kate DiBiaschi, an astronomer grad student, and her professor, Dr. Randall Mindy, make an astounding discovery of a comet orbiting the solar system. The problem is, it's on a direct collision course with Earth. The other problem, no one really seems to care. Turns out warning mankind about a planet killer the size of Mount Everest is an inconvenient fact to navigate. With the help of Dr. Oglethorpe, Kate and Randall embark on a media tour that takes them on the office of the indifferent president, Orlean, and her psychopathic son and chief of staff, Jason, to the airwaves of the Daily Rip, an upbeat morning show hosted by Bree and Jack. With only six months until the comet makes impact, managing a 24-hour news cycle and gaining the attention of the social media, obsessed public before it's too late proves shockingly comical. What will it take 
the world to just look up. This is a... Um, you can definitely see the parallels with things that have gone on the last two to four years in this world. And that's what makes this such a good film. I was picking apart different characters and you can relate to the characters to how they are in society as they've been, to, like I said, in the last two to four years. Um, it's freaking hilarious to me. I had, I had a great time. This is one I'm going to go back and see again. Not saying there's other ones I won't, but this is one of those ones that I really want to go back and watch again. I like satire. I like things that hit. Um, all their performances are great in here. And, and you know, um, you see Meryl Streep and Jonah Hill. They're so over the top. But it's it's just hilarious. Um, I know people want to sit there and compare different streaming services, but I'm I'm kind of, it's kind of making the way it is here, you know, um, with all the issues with theaters, you have all these good streaming services that you can stay home when they're getting just as big, big names to do these. And it, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Also January 12th on Disney plus the Eternals came over. Um, haven't been up, you know, I, Spider-Man No Way Home, I think, was the first time we've been in a theater in two years. And so we missed Shang-Chi and, you know, and the Eternals in the theater. Um, and the only reason we went to Spider-Man No Way Home is we went three weeks after. And we just didn't want to be in a packed theater. I don't want to be around. I Before this whole pandemic, I didn't want to be in big groups like Sardines packed into a can. And so, I like to wait in theaters. The Eternals, um, starring Jimmy Chang, Richard Madden, Angelina Jolie, Selma Hayek, Kit Harrington, Kumail Nanjini, Leah McHugh, Brian Tree Henry, Lauren Ridloff, Barry Coogan, Ma Dong Shiok, Harish Patel, Bill Skarsgård. This, it's even got Harry Styles. Yeah. Um, this was written and directed by Chloe Zhao. She's definitely got a style. Um, I'm going to pull up while I'm talking to you. See if I've seen any of other movies. Because I like the style. This movie had a very unique No Man Land. Uh, I haven't seen Daughters. I, I, I want to go see these other things because this was a very unique film the way they did it. I don't, I don't know anything about the Eternals. And I can see where they're leading this. Where they're going to lead it. I, I can see. Um, and everyone asked, well, why didn't they interfere with Thanos? Because they were told not to. And they explain this in the movie. They poke a little bit of fun, you know, in some conversations about the Avengers. They knowing of the existence, basically. Ain't, they're ancient aliens who've been living on Earth since mankind started developing and they've guarded and protected for certain things against um, what are called deviants. And that was their job. They were sent to earth to do is to get rid of the deviants. And after they destroyed all the deviants through the ages, they just basically settled down to, to live because they can't grow old. They're eternal and seeing their whole thing 
It's very interesting, and I'm I'm very interested to see what they're going to go with it. Um, you already see by the after credit scene how they're going to bring other characters in. Um, Kit Harrington is not who he you think he is because they haven't even just talked about his um, character. But I know where this is going to go by that sword. Um. And you got Harry Styles, who is the... I'm trying not to spoil things, but I'll end up spoiling it. After credit scenes, there's two of them. Watch them. Um, just like uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, there are two after credit scenes, but one of them is the preview for Doctor Strange 2. That's the one at the very end, so you can see that online, because they released that afterwards. The... the Madness, multitude of madness, the madness of the multiverse or something. Um, but that that has after credit screen with somebody else who should have been in the movie and it would have been cool. But that's going to be interesting with a lead in. But that's back to the Eternals. Um, I like it. I think it's a pretty gorgeously filmed um, movie. I'm very interested to see what they do with these characters. Um because it kind of reminds me, in a way, some of these characters remind me of one of my favorite books called The Authority, which I'd love to see as a series. So if anyone with any power listens to this, you know, one of you nine local people who, who, who always listen, read, the, read any of the books about The Authority, and then go produce and get, get it made. Um, seriously... But anyway, The Eternals was very unique. I had no preconceptions because I don't know anything about it. I very enjoyed it. I want to see what's going to go on. Disney has that unique thing with their... They're letting these directors um, really make what they want. Even though I was always sad that they never let Edgar Wright finish the Ant-Man movie. Because I think he would have been made that very unique. And I'm not saying Peyton Reed isn't a good director. I just think Edgar Wright's vision would have been more unique. I'm not a big Ant-Man um, fan myself. Um, next up, they dropped on Amazon Prime Hotel Transylvania 4 Transformania. That's a 2022 release, brand new, exclusively on Amazon Prime. Um, if you've seen any of the other Hotel Transylvanias, this fits right in line. Um, of course, you've got every one of the originals back except for Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler is not Dracula. It is played by um, Brian Hull. From what I understand, he was a Dracula in the series. I didn't know there was a series. Um, so I didn't even know he wasn't there because it sounded just like Dracula. Um, but yeah, you've, of course, got Andy Samberg, Selena Gomez... Jim Gaffigan, Steve Buscemi, Molly Shannon, David Spade, Keegan-Michael Hall, Fran Drescher. Um, all the people who were there except for that. And it fits right in the line. It's a kid's movie. I'm not going to razz it. Hotel Transylvania has its place. And it's still got... Um, I don't know if he wrote the original one, but Jendi... Jenji Tartakovsky. Um, he's been there since the beginning. I don't know if this was his baby that he started and then other people have written off of it. 
I mean, it goes how it goes. You can see how the, the first original Hotel Transformation movie was rated high, and it's go, gone down slowly. And it's about the same. It's, it's not terrible. It fits in the line. If you got kids, the kids will love it, especially if they love the movies. Um, it's just passing of the generation, basically. You know, and you really need to watch the other movies to see the, how these characters are all linked, because it is just continuation of what's going next. Like I said, on Amazon Prime. Um, don't know what I'm going to go do next month. Um, end of February, we'll see what pops up. Um, any recommendations? Anything you want to talk about? Just like I said, email me. Um, or hit me up on Twitter. TikTok. Um, Instagram. If you see this name, the 242nd, um, that's what it is. If you want, if I should change, I don't know if I should just change everything to the brew pill. Um, like I email my friends over there at Basement Buddies. And every time I do, they, they go to talking about it. And the 242nd doesn't roll off the tongue. Um, a lot of people look at it and it's just a bunch of numbers. I don't know if I should just short it up to just originally, it was just the, the numbers 242ND. 242nd. If I elongated this, this was my artistic approach of trying to be more artistic and mature. Um, I'm not really sure. Maybe I should just be one guy in his idiot opinion. I don't know. Um, but I'll always take, you know, any emails, any correspondence with people to know that it's just not bots listening. But I do appreciate you. Um, go listen to all my different friends who, who do they work their butt off on their podcasts. Like I said, the Basement Buddies podcast, John and Brooks. We've got my friend's Cup of Red with Mike and Katie. Um, Mooncat podcast, which is Adam and Heidi. Though they haven't put out one in a while. Adam's been very busy working on his movies. And I can't wait to see what he comes out with. But I really miss hearing his points. Because he's an excellent movie reviewer. Um, he's been doing different stuff on different YouTube channels. Um, but at least check out their stuff if you would. I appreciate everything you do out there in this crazy world. Stay safe. Wear a condom or a face mask. Whatever you need to do to protect yourself. Love you. Mean it. And uh, catch you next month. <laughs>